tuned into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with Al and Fred. Welcome everyone uh, out there, uh, our uh, faithful listeners in uh, Slovenia, Canada, New Zealand, Norway, Denmark, China. Um, Welcome back to another episode of uh, Psychic Parrot. I'm Frederik Ekhoff and with me in the studio is, as always, Alistair Goodwin. I did remember your name, you know, but uh, I was just pretending I think I didn't. Crow Ranger, no? Crow handler? You, you are the f- one of the founders of the magazine The Kroner? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's with great excitement uh, we're going to the core of, uh, of, of that magazine, <laughs> uh, The Deep Well of Crows. Um, yeah. They sit on the field and look ominous. And I would say they're all bad news, but uh, you might might have something to interject on that um yeah for sure it's definitely a m- matter of perspective i would have thought actually as a norwegian you would have had a more positive view on crows as your godhead uh has a um <laughs> thousand years ago <laughs> that's what only revived by the nazis <laughs> i think norman mythology is going to be the new winner of the future <laughs> But still, somewhere in your bones, you would have been pro-crow. Pro-crow, it sounds nice, at least. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is our people in general pro-crow? I don't think so. Like, my vibe about it is that most people think, ah, here's a pack of crows. There's been a murder. We got a sense, you know. It's a murder of crows. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like, there's something... Uh, it's very horror movie... Uh, Oh, but that's what a group of crows is called in English. A horror movie. A murder of crows. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. Could throw back to the apes episode. Yeah. What was what were they called again? The troop. A tro- or a shrewdness. Yeah, shrewdness. A shrewdness <laughs> of apes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys are a murder. <laughs> yeah. So, have you found anything uh, with? Yeah, uh, well, is there some meat on the bones here? Oh, naturally, yeah. That's all there is to know about crows. <laughs> like nobody, nobody's looked into them because people think they're evil. A murder of crows, though. Murder. Yeah, but as you know, editor of a crow magazine for crow enthusiasts. <laughs> um, of course, I know a lot about crows. <laughs> yeah, you go out on every Sunday watching crows, right? Yeah, well, yeah. befriending them. Hmm. So. We'll dive into Crowfax. Dinner party fodder. Yeah, kind of. Mm. But again, people hate crows. No one wants you talking about crows. <laughs> like, More like lunch yeah. talk at the boring office that has crows outside and they're wondering what's yeah. up with them. Even then, I think even your uh, negative uh, vibe about crows is apparent. Yeah, you're... Yeah. You think they're um, a pestilence. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna try and switch that around. Right. We're gonna make everybody pro crow. Yeah. That's gonna. 
I'm a blank book. You <laughs> can paint me. Yeah, dinner parties, nobody wants to talk about crows. No. Crows outside the office, sure. Yeah. But still, I yeah. think people are scared of them. Perfect. Um, so, these are all part of the Corvidae family, which yeah. includes jays, magpies, and nutcrackers. Mm. It's that. not carnivore, it's Corvidae. Does that mean that they're... The Corvus, the genus is Corvus, family is Corvidae. Corvidae. Corvidae? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Back to the your favourite part, the... Um, guessing game. The guessing game. Oh. So I'm going to give you three choices. Cool. I've never <laughs> so... gotten choices before. Is this because I'm so bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> How many species of crow are there? 40, 41, or 42? <laughs> oh, you're putting me on a tight spot. I really want to say C42, because that's the meaning of life. But I'm going to go for 41. 40. Oh. But they do say in this article about 40. <laughs> so they could okay, easily so be, could 41. be 41. Could also be 42. Yeah. Could be 38. The um, very rare rainforest crawl that no one's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's only like in the book of one explorer they found washed up. Yeah. yeah. And whether or not they count Russell Crow, species <laughs> of crow. <laughs> and his family? The American crow. Yeah. Australian crow, sorry. Number of crows in the world slash universe. What? How can they know? Counting crows. Counting crows. Yeah. Is that a band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in charge. <laughs> Great. The Department of Crow. Yeah. All right. I don't get. I don't get any uh, options here. Um. No. All right. It's a span. Cool. There's a range you can fall in. Uh, I would say there's about eight hundred and fifty thousand crows in the world. Am I lowballing it? There's six point four million. There's between Easy. fifty-five and one hundred fourteen million oh, crows. Oh Because. There are crows on every continent except uh, Antarctis. Yeah, well, they're just kept in underground labs by a secret government organization. Yeah, <laughs> running the world. Yeah, <laughs> it is the fact. Yeah, the crows in Antarctica. Yeah. That's not on the internet at all. But With like little little military hats and eye patch. Well, they did. I, we have to get into this sort of speculative stuff a bit later on. Okay. But <laughs> Too there early. Is, there is actual. You could base find an argument on that. Mm. In like, we'll, I'll talk about it later. But this idea of species um, parallel intelligence evolutions. Mm. But we'll talk about it in a minute. Just a little teaser for you. Just you just teased me. I did just tease you. Um, so next one. Crows. Intelligence. Yeah. How intelligent is a crow? I would say they have an IQ of about 52. 42. I don't have the IQ of them. Oh. But, um... <laughs> How would I guess it then? <laughs> they can figure out that to get the treat, they gotta go get the tool, trade it for the treat, or get the tool and use the tool to get the treat. They have some abstraction levels that are like... You know, with parrots and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They've got, like, the reasoning is fantastic. Mm. Smart little bastards. But let's get on to it. Yeah. Crawfully interesting facts about crow intelligence. Crow intelligence. <laughs> yeah. So they will recognize faces. 
and hold on to that and oh. they will crawl at each other to say that a specific person that they don't like is coming ah. so if crows are crawling at you it yeah. means that they don't like you for some reason ah. um, I wonder if they have any sound for someone they like yeah well I think they do mm. they've got all sorts of different ones and they tested this by getting a cave guy in a caveman mask mm. to form a bad relationship with crows <laughs> and then they tested to see if they communicated this sort of information to each other and they did this with this idea of a trait observed but not experienced oh. so did the crow children who didn't participate in the what's called scolding vocalization but did watch their parents do it do they then later down the line when the same guy in the mask who's been pissing off the crows comes back to a different location when they see that guy do they crow because they saw their parents doing it oh. and the answer is yes i think they do yeah it's like my mom doesn't like cats so i didn't like cats for a very long time and hmm. you know bark at the mailman yeah exactly <laughs> and so this is a trait usually only seen in apes mm, yeah so like they're called you know feathered apes by some researchers because <laughs> they're so smart so not a shaved shaved ape but a, a, a feathered one yeah and so this has led the U, the u.s department of defense to fund studies into their application as a facial recognition ah. bird <laughs> for border control yeah i guess I guess, like, yeah, they must be trying to get them to work the border. Yeah. <laughs> Go up to the customs offices. They've all got crows on Look their shoulders. Look at the crow. Yeah. <laughs> you recognise him? <laughs> no. Okay. Up you go. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Woo. Yeah. You were in the park that day. <laughs> so crows don't have the biggest brains, but they have the top-ranked intelligence out of. All creatures on Earth. No, just out of birds. All birds. Yeah. They smack, smack parrots and everything. Apparently. Mm. Apparently. But again, this is pro-parrot people are going to say one thing. Pro-crow people are going to say yeah. another thing. Pro-magpie people are going to yeah. chirp up about stuff too, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they are one of th- only three animals that make tools. Oh, yeah? Three animals. Three so- animals that make tools. Boom, 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 boom. Human, apes, and... We don't count in this. Ah. Okay, four animals that make tools. <laughs> Does monkeys and apes count as two different ones? Uh, it's just, yeah. No, no. Mm. Yeah, it does. Okay. But I want to say dolphins as well. They do use tools, but... That was animals? Yeah. We've already... Yeah, so there's many, actually. This, yeah. um, this article was... Totally wrong. Throw it out. But <laughs> it did say it was elephants, chimps, elephants. and crows. And yeah. I didn't know elephants use tools. Only chimps. Yeah. Well, I think this article might have been a bit inaccurate then. Yeah. Because that doesn't sound right. But I was interested to see that elephants use tools. I don't know what for. Brushing their teeth. For cracking the peanuts with a rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you observed an elephant doing that before? <laughs> At least that's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to a high level of uh, reference material. Yeah, Dumbo. <laughs> but speaking of tool use between <laughs> crows. Yeah, what do they use? So they make little slip hooks 
Mm. And so in a couple of cases, the New Caledonian crow is your highest intelligent crow. Mm. So what they do is they make little hooks. They also created this vending machine for (laughs) the bird. Yeah. And it only took certain size pieces of paper. And then they would give the crow different size bits of paper to see if it made the right size bit of paper out of those bits of paper to use in the vending machine. Answer, yes, it did. You must realize that when you said they made vending machines, I thought you meant that the crows made the vending machines. There was like a a kingpin that like controlled all the food and they had to go get this and that and then... All the distribution of Coke, Sprite, and Fanta is run oh. by crows in New Caledonia. <laughs> yeah. But they can also do this multi-step tool production, oh. which is more sophisticated than your average chimp. So that's using a tool to get another tool in order to get food. Oh, wow. So you have to take one thing, like a three-step plan, where they had to, they had to pull up a stick that was on a bit of that was on a bit of string use mm. that tool that was too short for getting the food out of the hole they had to use that tool to go and get a bigger tool nice. use that bigger tool to get the food out of the hole ah. so that was quite crazy and they have a relative brain to body size of an ape huh it's it's still small you know even if it's relative tiny tiny creature and just because the relative um, brain size is huge then it would be very very smart yeah it's weird because you think the more brain you have mm. but then we're back to our phrenology talk where we think that people with so, big heads are smarter than people with small how big heads. is how big is a blue whale's brain you know is it bigger than a human's brain i guess so mm. we can but because it's relative it doesn't produce as much thinking power well there's theories behind it's more i think it's more like a muscle that has to be trained in different ways and it's kind of explained in this idea of theory of why crows got so smart yeah and that if you have to socialize yeah and you have to eat lots of different types of food and then you have to know different ways of getting these different types of food and you need to know different dynamics of how to interact that because you're using more of your brain Mm. your brain gets a little bit more developed yeah because you've had to as a survival trait to keep developing a brain and these different mechanisms for it that get all complicated yeah um that's uh one idea about it evolutionary brain training yeah yeah and just different foods you eat getting you smarter so not not about the size not necessarily but i'm going off notes as well and i'm <laughs> i can explain this further a bit later mm. down the page okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, here on page three of Crow Weekly. Yeah, like, yeah, classic, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Dr. Alistair Goodwin. <laughs> researcher, research assistant. So they could use a touch screen to get a treat in mm. what took a dog 70 attempts. 70? Yeah. Uh, Kid dog. So crows are almost as fast as children. Um, and so they have, they're a candidate for this theory of mind as well. Hmm. So they can think about others as having their own thoughts. And this is also uh, laid out with the fact they look around when they are cacheting food. Mm. They look around to see if another bird has seen them doing it. Uh. Because they know then that that bird is going to do this. Yeah. And this theory of mind thing that you can be aware of the thoughts of others. Mm. 
is something quite... Uh, but again, it's become a little controversial about whether or not they are actually doing that. Yeah, so they either pretend to bury it or just take it with them uh-huh. until they're sure that no one's spying on them. So if a crow looks itself in the image in the mirror and does it touch its face if it has a thing on its forehead or it, does it touch it, the mirror? It does a backflip. Um, it does a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Is it self-aware? I don't... I'm, it must be. Mm. I don't remember the list, but no. I imagine it must be on it. If a parrot's on it, then a crow must be. It's a parrot on it. I don't have the list either. No. I guess we should get that list at some point. I need to remember what episode it was on. Mm. Pigeon episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I found out about the pigeon thing. Ah. For any listeners interested in how they test the uh, self awareness of pigeons. The big mystery. All it is, is that they don't put the dot on the pigeon's forehead. They mm. put the dot down on its chest and then see whether or not the pigeon pecks at the mirror or pecks down at its chest. Ah. And the dot is blue, not red. Ah, because <laughs> that always confused me. Yeah. <laughs> red, where, does, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing it was actually blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, who knows how you test the theory of mind of a pigeon. Yeah. Well, now we do. We're people that know that. Also that they have analogical reasoning, which is... As opposed to digital? It's like a problem solving is like a bird... A car is to the road like a fish is to... The sea? Yeah, or water or whatever. Um, Yeah, so they can use this kind of likeness awareness thing, which is... Yeah. I can see your mind about crows is changing a little. Mm. Be more intrigued intrigued yeah and they pass the classic thing called the marshmallow test <laughs> which is will they hold out on a, for a better treat if they know if they wait they'll get one ah. and will they you know exchange their treat for a better treat yes because parrots you know, do that mm. Mm. yeah similar to what the parrots do yeah dogs no no dogs but you know they they live life a little faster yeah they do <laughs> very fast <laughs> so that is the intelligence element of uh, crows I feel we set the now we know what they're capable of so I think it's important to see the rest of the episode in this light maybe that was my thinking was yeah. just to give them a baseline so mm. we know why they do yeah. what they do we we were we're done at the lab. Are we going out into the world now? Um, we are. We're just going to have a quick chat about their behaviour because mm. they've got some pretty wacky stuff going on. Yeah. So, in crow behaviour, we have so crows live for seven years, twenty years, oh, yeah. and they mate for life. Um, older siblings and other members of the family help raise the kids. Mm. They do it as a family. When they have a funeral, like funeral, when, yeah. When well, it's like it's, there's no like priest, and they don't bury it or anything. Like <laughs> in the rain, funeral air quotes. Um, <laughs> Eleanor Rigby playing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> blackbird singing in the dead of night. 
All the lonely crawlers. Yeah. Crows knows where my rosemary grows. Nobody knows. Get to have a little music segment in this podcast. Yeah. Mm. Well, we got a crow tree corner coming up. Hope Apple Music don't yeah. come with some copyright issues. <laughs> those were all original pieces yeah it was <laughs> but they say that they have the funeral like they come around the dead corpse to investigate mm. the cause of death to see what if they need to be worried about anything in particular oh. and sometimes they've been recorded again like this is speculative to mob and attack birds of prey if they've been responsible for the death of one of their murder oh. Cro- do you think crows would if asked or possible to ask them I think we have to go to the Antarctica to <laughs> yeah, pretty good. scale the ice wall yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would they want to call themselves a murder of crows like they say hey if, as a group we're a troop of humans mm. what are we what are humans a civilization of humans a gang a, a gang of humans group <laughs> order of humans yeah Crows wouldn't want to be uh, a murder. Yeah, call us a murder. (laughs) Well, they are serious and sinister birds in many ways. So, well, that's the qualities we give them. I'm trying to humanize them here. Well, not humanize them. Crow and crow. Crow nice them. Crow and crow nice them. Crow mainly talk about them. (laughs) Um, in Cromania, the crow country. (laughs) Cromania. Yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, their own, co- they're on every continent. They deserve a homeland. Yeah, <laughs> Cromania. <laughs> so if we're talking crows, yeah, talking Russell crows, talking all crows. So they have different calls to alert each other to humans, cats, or hawks. Uh. so they can tell each other thing. There are apparently up to 250 different crow calls that wow. they can do. Two from craw to craw 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 And they all mean something. And they, uh, who knows. <laughs> maybe some of it's just like shouting found the pizza crust yeah and the rest of it's just crawls to throw us off mm. quack quack yeah. whispers they don't want us to know what they're talking about um, so they have two different dialects as well so one for their general family chat and one for talking to other crows mm. but it also means that crows potentially if they move into a new group of crows will pick up their dialect Oh, like when I moved from Norway to Denmark and I had to learn Danish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And now you sound totally to Danish when you talk. To fit in. Yeah. yeah. To fit in. Yeah. Well, we all had to learn Danish. <laughs> to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> Just opted out. Yeah. Opted out yeah. <laughs> so this might go somewhere towards why people are afraid of them as well, is that they have a complex structure in their voice box, and so some crows can mimic other birds, animals, and even human voices. Oh. Yeah. Leading you out into the moors one night. Yeah. Fred! Fred! <laughs> Someone's shouting my name. I wonder if it's out in the moor in the misty <laughs> night. <laughs> All the way here on the slippery Fred! rocks. Fred! <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink your delicious eye juices. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's their favorite, isn't it? Picking on eyes. Oh, that's... Yeah. What, ones that eat the eyes? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Yeah, pick out your eyes. Hmm. It's biblical, man. 
Christians got at the crows as well. Cats and crows, man. They don't like him. Nah, nothing, nah. nothing like that. Everything on sea. They like sea. They do. They like fish. It's things that are out of the way. Cows. <laughs> Cows. Yeah, true. Donkeys. That's not on sea. No. But they get a good. They get good. Good rep. Good, good, they get good a good rep in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> There's no evil donkeys in the Bible. No. <laughs> That's true. Um, but they're back to crows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're omnivorous. Omnivorous? Omnivores? Yeah. yeah. So they're easily adaptable little beggars. And they think. Because they eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. And they think that this uh, diverse diet affects their brain development. Ah. Uh, so if they have to learn how to get different types of food, like we did, like climb a tree, yeah. put your hand in a hole, stab something. Mm. Um, then you get better like you can they drop a nut at a certain height they remember to like make it not explode but just crack Um, and they're also known to be aware of the red light and be able to read the red light at the traffic if they're eating shit off the road Ah. to know that they've got time clever girl (laughs) yeah real clever eh so that is why a crow is like a crow I guess That's its intelligence and its uh, family. It's its nature and its nurture. Blackness. It's greyness. It's greyness. <laughs> <laughs> Not much talk of the grey crow. Is a grey crow an old crow? I don't know. So now we're moving on to the gentle melding of the crow into the human world. Hmm. And we will see how they meld in a more um, material and uh, three-dimensional way. <laughs> Before we (laughs) go one layer deeper, (laughs) we'll stay in the realm of reality for a minute longer. Going from the analog to the digital 3D world, huh? Mm, More the paranormal, fifth dimensional uh, world. Some scary stuff coming up. (laughs) But for the humans, so crows in Tokyo. Crow Ah. in Tokyo. Does that rhyme? Crow Tokyo. They have a bit of a problem in that crow jungle crows make really good nests and they're huge fans of metal coat hangers. Oh, yeah. Um, but they make them in, like, electrical substations and subway terminals. And so they have to have a crow patrol <laughs> that goes around destroying the nests of crows in Tokyo. Because they don't want them to. Because they short out all the electricity by filling it full of metal coat hangers. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach them. So every winter for the past three years, almost 10,000 migratory crows have descended upon a place called Napa in Idaho. And then so by day they just scavenge for food around all everywhere. And then they flock in the city to roost. And then they reckon there's just so much droppings and shit around. Um, and they're snapping branches under their combined weight that they're just causing all this chaos by just being 10,000 crows in town. <laughs> How big a town? Do you know? Uh... I guess probably less. I don't know how big the town is, but it doesn't sound like a big town if it's called Nampa, Idaho. <laughs> Nampa. Yeah, I'd say there's more crows than people in that town. <laughs> For the crow, crow festival. Yeah, so they've had to have voluntary team of human scarecrows <laughs> and people de- deploying non-lethal methods <laughs> to uh, get rid of the crows or at least manage the crows away from like the more key important buildings <laughs> so they use drones infrared lasers and the occasional live hawk 
to intimidate the crows. Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, because what they do is they get a hawk and they get the hawk to attack the crow and mm. just beat it up and not kill it and then send it back so it can tell the other crows, hey, there's a hawk around, we should get out of here. But if the hawk would have killed him, he would have been in big trouble because then the other crows would have come to beat him up, like you said there. But they have to find that crow. At least this way it's like, mm. hey, Give me a message for your boss. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta talk a language that the crows understand. Yeah. So you fuck one of them up and say, you tell you I'm sending a message. Mm. Then we'll see you around here no more. <laughs> Shouldn't be the murder of crows. It should have been a mob of crows. Yeah. The murder gang. A murder mob. Yeah. A lynch mob of crows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they think they're attracted to this town because... They have a natural hybrid of human and man-made food sources. So they think maybe they should just try and create a habitat that's just as desirable for the crows <laughs> near near the town. <laughs> so that instead of them going to the town, they'll go to this ah. little crow hangout. A crow village. Yeah, a crow village to stop them. I wonder <laughs> what they put the there. Town. It's like oh, some old, a lot of coat hangers, I guess. Yeah, coat hangers, uh, <laughs> pizza crusts, <laughs> red yeah. lights. Yeah, red lights. <laughs> Stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A series of puzzles, bending machines, like, bending machines. Yeah. <laughs> sticks on ropes, like yeah. just stuff we know that they like. Yeah. Um, there was also this pe- this <laughs> arts and crafts as well, apparently. <laughs> Like, there's this family that claims that these crows have been making art for them and living on their doorstep. <laughs> Which is just a branch with a bit of metal wrapped around it. Hey, man, you want to you buy my painting? It's a musician. Oh, no, he's a, he's a musician and handyman who runs a pet door installation business. A pet door installation? He's a pet door installer. Okay. And he found these uh, crow artworks. Outside his door. Yeah. <laughs> and then an animal behaviorist said it's definitely not a behavior that I've seen before. <laughs> but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if a crow did it. It's funny how he is in the business, though. Makes you wonder. Then there was... A, there's crows with jobs in theme parks in France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how they now with the little hat again. Uh, the conductor hat and the, <laughs> and the tickets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> front of a roller coaster they've they've applied for equal opportunities so <laughs> so what's that it's like chasing away the rats or something no even no kind of but no it would be cool if that was it mm. but it's at a historical theme park uh, in France they've trained six crows to pick up and dispose of trash oh. and then so they go and pick up a piece of trash and then go over to a special dispensing thing and when they drop a piece of trash in there it dispenses a treat wonderful yeah (laughs) win-win yeah (laughs) and the crows will work four days a week under close supervision so (laughs) three days off yeah so humans don't deliberately drop trash to watch the birds clean it up (laughs) yeah and the, the idea is if birds can do this simple task with a bit of training humans should be able to do it on their own like it's uh, actually to encourage the people at the theme park not to litter because come on like even a crow can then, uh, because we're talking about humans it's of course that's the reverse effect yeah exactly we mm. want to throw more litter mm. um, there's a crow cafe now in London 
Crow Cafe really? in Lo- London. Go Four and have crows. A, have a drink. No, for people to drink a coffee with a crow. With the crow? Yeah. There's just crows about. Oh. And there's a really famous crow in Canada. Well, not really famous, but kind of famous. Um, called Canuck the Crow. Because mm. during a police tussle, when this guy had a knife and was trying to stab someone, and he dropped the knife, a crow flew down and stole the knife and flew off. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a really good picture of the crow with a knife in its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you might have seen that. I've seen that. That's Canuck the Crow. Nice. Good crow. Crime solving crow. Yeah. So now we are going to the wonderful world of crows in history. Christory. Crow history. Mm. Starting with the Viking crows. Yeah. Who were called? Two of them. Oh, putting me on such tight spots. <laughs> hey, it's the culture of Norway. Hugin and Moonin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which refers to thought and memory. Mm. Um, and they could go and talk to Odin. And so this is why it's something to say that like in Viking mythology that Viking people believed that crows could intelligently perceive humans yeah. and this is kind of where the root of the myth is yeah is that they crow they thought these crows know they more know. than we knows they knows about us <laughs> those crows <laughs> good Viking talk there <laughs> yeah, that's my impression of a Viking <laughs> Thor yeah. That crow knows you know that you know that they know. Those crows knows those <laughs> crows. Knows. So, but also they were Hugin and Munin, and so they were the like, they were the all-seeing eye of Odin. So mm. this was him always relaying the information. That's the omnipotence of Odin. They call the mascots of uh, '94 Winter Olympics in Norway. There's two mascots that look like trolls. They call them Hugin and Moonen. That's why I should remember this. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, um, this isn't a uh, Nordic... No. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't choke on quiz time. You know, I love it. <laughs> it would be... I just need to get a more specialized subject. Yeah. <laughs> One day. One day I'll guess right. So there's this interesting quote that if men had wings and bore black feathers, few of them would be clever enough to be crows. Mm. And that was said by a guy called Henry Word Beecher. Mm. So it's actually as far back as 15,000 BC that the spiritual relationship with a crow has been documented mm. in cave paintings in La Cure in France. And they depict a person with a crow's head. So with Christians, it's always been that they're evil that the the opposite of I want to say antithesis but I don't think it's the right word antithesis yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got the dove you've got the opposite is the crow and they pluck out the eyes of sinners mm. and carry the spirit of the dam to its final destination <laughs> Valhalla Valhalla <laughs> be damned um, and this was down to Noah sending the crow out to find evidence of land during the flood and it going nah Fuck that. I found some land, but I'm just going to stay here. Never mind you. Um, <laughs> Celts believed it was to do with warfare and battle, because crows always come when there's a war on. Yeah. Sorry, but in Native American culture... They... But that, that's what I mean, like, when I said that if I see some crows, there's, like, call the police, there's been a murder, right? Yeah. Mm. That's true. I wonder why that 
Yes, well, they're carnivores as well, so they'll... Yeah, they do, do they pluck out? I don't know, there's not enough dead bodies laying around, so we don't actually know if they'll pluck the eyes out of the... Uh, juicy eyeball juice. Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons moment, Simpsons, Simpsons corner. <laughs> they try and drink his precious, precious eye juices. <laughs> when he gets his own... <laughs> By killing their enemy, I became the Alpha Crow. <laughs> now go do my bidding. Whatever that is. <laughs> Don't you remember that episode? No. It's when Homer starts smoking cannabis. Oh. Yeah. And names all those crows. Oh, yeah, Crow yeah. Diddley, Cameron Crow, Gregory Peck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Crow, Crow not a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Not a Simpsons podcast. Um, <laughs> although I wish it was. Yeah. And then we get into the more positive light of crows. So Native American culture. Um, there was like even a crow Indian tribe so they were the sacred creeper of the law creeper of the law keeper of the law Um, so they were part of the medicine so the American practice of animal medicine embraces the idea that when you see animals um, either when you're awake or in a dream it's a message that has a powerful healing aspect to you or your consciousness Mm. so Crow medicine, or Kogawatik of the Cherokee, helps give the ability to make decisions, like experience change more smoothly. Mm. Um, they believe the crow is a shapeshifter um, mm. and lives between the physical and the spiritual world simultaneously, mm. which I guess is believed across cultures, actually. That there's some connection to the afterlife with crows. Yes. So that's interesting that it's across the world ish. Yeah. People thought crows were up to something. <laughs> Just the way they sit and look at you, though. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> that's exactly what it. What does it mean? They, they've no, they, but the thing is, they know the darkness, so they're willing to guide you through. So, like, in this kind of belief with the uh, Cherokee, it's like if you, if you if you have to go through darkness, you don't want a candle to show you the way. Why not? Because candles don't know the dark. You want a mole uh, to show you. Oh, <laughs> there's a blackbird. He'll show me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you want people to know what they're talking about. You don't. Hmm. You don't want people to eat food to hmm. uh, make your food. That's a bad analogy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, just because you eat food doesn't mean you're good at... Making food. Making food. Mm. In the same way as just because you can light up the darkness doesn't mean you have a knowledge of it. Uh-huh. Getting very deep and philosophical here. But preparing you for a <laughs> for a sharp pivot into the... <laughs> into the lesser ends of the internet. Yeah. Should we take a little moment? Yeah. We're now getting into the last uh, break time. We are going to take a moment. This might mean a week till next time we hear each other. But uh, we'll be back soon with more Psychic Crow. Mm-hmm.